ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. When the coalition government went about drafting tax avoidance laws, it turned to the big consulting firm, PwC, to help put together the best policy possible. But it had no idea the very firm it was paying to do that would use the highly confidential information to try and help its own multinational clients avoid the new tax. Today, business reporter Dan Ziffer on the evolving scandal and whether Australian taxpayers are being ripped off. Dan, we have to start this story on the 11th of May 2015. I call the Honourable the Treasurer. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I move that the bill for the 2015 budget... Back then, the Treasurer was Joe Hockey, and he delivered a budget on this day announcing plans to crack down on tax avoidance. Well, he announced big new laws that tried to stop multinationals from artificially avoiding having to pay tax in Australia. Tonight, I am releasing the details of a new tax integrity multinational anti-avoidance law. This This was becoming an increasingly big problem, and that's because you had these large multinational companies who were doing business in a country like Australia, but legally shifting the profit to countries that had a much lower tax rate. Mm -hmm. This is about the integrity of the Australian taxation system. And you know what? If there's more integrity in the Australian taxation system, then Australians that do the right thing might just end up paying less. So what they were doing through this MAL law, the Multinational Anti-Avoidance Law, was to give the Taxation Commissioner greater power to force companies to pay tax on profits made in Australia. It was aimed at really big companies with big revenues over a billion dollars, and the aim was to crack down on 30 high-risk global companies who are operating in Australia, making a lot of money here, but not really paying very much tax here. It was dubbed at the time the Google tax. It was similar to something that had been put in place in the UK. They're the titans of global business. And from Australians, they're making billions of dollars each year. But very little of that ends up in the hands of the tax man. At the time, Dan, how much of this tax avoidance was actually going on? Did we know? How much were we losing financially from this? So at the time, the tax commissioner says it was in the kind of realm of hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, And the Inspector General of Taxation uh, was talking about $35 billion of uncollected taxes. So it seems like there was a large amount of tax avoidance going on. And around that time, there was also a Senate inquiry into this, looking at the scale of it. One of the people who appeared before that inquiry was Tom Seymour. Uh, Mr Seymour, Mr Collins, for the hand side record, could you please state your name and the capacity in which you appear? Sure. Tom Seymour, managing partner of PwC's Tax and Legal Practice. Fantastic. And Peter who is he? Well, Tom Seymour, until very recently, was the boss of PwC, which is Price Waterhouse Coopers one of the big four consulting firms. And senators were grilling him because they felt that taxpayers were getting a bad deal. But, I mean, you do operate in the interests of your clients, even if the interests of your clients tend to not be in the we, broader we, interest. I mean, that's we, your, we absolutely you're obliged are. to. That's we, we absolutely operate in the best interest of our clients. 
but we represent clients that are Australian corporations. Because accounting firms like PwC were helping big international companies avoid paying their tax in Australia. Okay, so Tom Seymour, he's sitting in front of this parliamentary inquiry being asked questions. What does he have to say? Well, he was. Uh, he told the committee he was very pleased to represent PwC and that they were strong advocates for tax reform in Australia. Mm-hmm. He did say he understood the community's perception around the level of tax paid, that the community is saying that, you know, we need to have a fair system and that's a system where everyone pays their fair share. At the same time, though... Global tax competition is a reality. It's not going to go... And here's probably the key bit. He said he would be shocked if anyone in the firm at PwC was breaching the laws. Mm -hmm. No, I certainly um, would be um, shocked and hugely disappointed if any... Anyone in our firm was breaching laws. Now, clearly, we've got 5,000 employees in Australia. All right, Dan, so let's fast forward now because PwC Australia has landed itself in a spot of bother. It's allegedly been found sharing confidential government documents. So tell me about that. I think a spot of bother is underselling it. (laughs) They are inside a burning house. And... The allegations are substantial and already verified. Mm -hmm. Peter Collins was the head of international tax for PwC. We can talk about this because the Tax Practitioner Board in Australia has banned him from working in the field for two years. And that's because he helped the government at the time create the new tax avoidance laws. He signed multiple confidentiality agreements so he could help the government do this because he's one of the key experts in international tax law. But at the same time, he used that inside knowledge of what he expected the government would do and the shape of those laws to go back to clients who were multinational companies to help them avoid that tax. Mm. Okay, so just so I have this straight, Mr Collins, he was advising the government on its new tax avoidance law. So he knew every detail about it. He signed a confidentiality agreement, so that information was kept secret, but he didn't keep it secret. Uh, He may not have known all of the information Mm -hmm. because uh, there would have been other people advising as well, but he certainly would understand the shape of it. Mm -hmm. And he signed three separate confidentiality agreements with the government. He has now been sacked. He cannot practice as a tax accountant for two years. There is the potential that he could face criminal charges. Mm -hmm. He's certainly going to face great scrutiny in anything he does in the field of tax going forward. Mm, Okay. And what, Dan, was PwC saying about this back in January when this information was first revealed? PwC went with uh, what I think I can call from the Banking Royal Commission the bad apples Mm defence, which is that one person has done something wrong, but don't worry, they're gone now. Uh, It said it had reviewed and strengthened its controls and policies and training with respect to conflict of interest, which is what it saw this as, uh, which is a conflict of interest between one client, the government, and others being people the government was trying to tax. Now, it also said that the documents that Mr Collins made were only shared with a small number of PwC staff and that the investigation by the Tax Practitioner Board did not find that any client arrangements or structures were impacted by it. 
Okay, so back in January, according to PwC, matter closed. <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> not according to Labor Senator Deborah O'Neill, who was very unhappy about the breach and pursued the matter. There are many more questions than answers arising from these pages, and I will thank, not let this go you, in the interest Senator, of the nation. Thank you, Senator. Your time has expired. So Deb O'Neill, the Labor Senator, she said she wasn't going to let this go. So what did she actually find out? Last week, through the Senate process, internal PwC emails were published that showed that it was not a small number of staff who saw the documents, but 30 or 40 as yet unnamed staff, including Mr Seymour himself, and that not only did they have the knowledge, they were planning on using the knowledge to market to clients Mm. as a marketing tool. One claim is that PwC used this privileged information and early advice to develop what's known as a workaround to the tax avoidance rules. The one note here is that that wider group might not have known how Collins got the information that they were passing on to Mm -hmm. clients. Uh, But in this business plan called Project North America, they discussed targeting new lucrative clients and winning them off the back of this secret intelligence. And the Financial Review, it's also alleged that PwC was using these confidential documents to assist the three big global corporations, that is Apple, Google and Microsoft. Yes, it was using it to get around the new laws. Uh, There is no suggestion at this stage that those companies knew how the information was obtained, but it does show that PwC contacted them just hours after Treasurer Joe Hockey announced the new laws in May 2015. One of the reasons this came to light is that not long after the laws came into effect at the start of 2016 in January, it was very clear that some of these big foreign companies were already ahead of the system to avoid the new laws that had come in. Okay, so Dan, the question is, how much did this big accounting firm, PwC, one of the big four, how much did it earn from essentially trying to get around government laws? This is the comic aspect. Mm. At this stage, it looks like they made $2.5 million in fees. And I know that that to a lot of people, that will sound like a substantial sum of money. In this field, it's not. In the last two years, PwC made more than $500 million from you, the taxpayer. Uh, In recent years, uh, the consulting firms overall have made billions from the outsourcing of core public service work, as well as kind of management consulting and audit services to government. So they are making billions of dollars from government. The obvious next question is, do we know how many companies managed to avoid the tax avoidance tax because of the advice they got from PwC. We don't know that yet, and you can expect that to come out more. There is currently a Senate hearing uh, within another uh, hearing next month about the conflicts of interest between consulting companies and the government. Uh, Already internally, PwC has appointed uh, former Telstra CEO uh, Ziggy Swakowski to lead a review into the leak and what happened. Mm. Now that is a company paid for, company led review. So you can only give it a small amount of credence, but it is something that will examine the internal workings of the firm to find out what went wrong. Yeah. Okay. I also note that the Greens want the matter referred to the National Anti-Corruption Commission. So that might not be the only inquiry that comes about. But what are the consequences in the end? Because we can see Thomas Seymour, he's going to retire. 
So he's on his way out. But, you know, as he said at the hearing back in 2015, Australians need to know that our tax system is fair, that we all pay the amount of tax that we're meant to be paying. These revelations put at risk the entire firm because these firms only work based on trust. Uh, There's no way that the government will be able to unwind the ongoing contracts that it has with PwC, but there is potential they could be banned from tendering for a number of years. One of the reasons why PwC is flying in some of their top people from around the world to try and stem the bleeding is the uh, risk of essentially contagion, that mm. other governments around the world start to ask questions like this and work out if they've been done over in similar ways. Wow. So for the firms, there are potentially huge ramifications. But ultimately, Dan, will there be any consequences for the individuals involved? Overall, the penalties for this kind of thing are almost non-existent and scarcely enforced. It's very unlikely there'll be any personal consequences for anyone involved. Dan Ziffer is a business reporter based in Melbourne. The next Senate probe into the Big Four consultants is set to run until September the 26th. Tom Seymour has told the firm's partners that those directly involved in the leaks of tax documents have left the firm. This episode was produced by Veronica Appap, Flint Duxfield and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, email us on ABC News Daily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.